the world around us has changed dramatically. But God's normal hasn't. The new normal is when God's standard becomes my own standard. A new dawn has arisen. You can talk to God in the morning when it's quiet or any time of day. He wants to hear from you and loves to talk to you. So remain steadfast in His love and not distant from Him. Live by faith, not fear. Live by His standard, not the world's. What's up, Rock family? What's up, Rock family? Happy Sunday. We are finishing our new normal series, the kingdom normal. And I'm excited. We're going to do healing today. Ooh, people are going to get healed today. And we are going to take communion. So let's pray. I'm Miles McPherson, Pastor of the Rock Church. Uh, hit the share button. Get this out to your friends. And remember, we're live in all our campuses. Come on back to church if you're out there. We're live. Let's go. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your power. Your supernatural power. And I pray today that you would prepare people's hearts to receive a miracle in their life. A miracle in the life of someone they know. That there will be healing in their life in some form or fashion. That kingdom alignment would be established in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Get your Bible out. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, word. Let's go. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Um, my wife and I, we love going to Vegas and we usually go between Christmas and New Year's. Go to a show, walk through the malls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one year we went to a magic show. We're not necessarily big magic people, but we went to this magic show, wanted to see the show. And I went to the magic show expecting to see something that I could not explain. If you go to a magic show and you see stuff, that they do stuff, you go, oh, I, I can figure out how they did that. But there was some stuff that they did that I just couldn't explain. I mean, I, I saw somebody in half. The person gets in, the box is as long as their body and their legs and feet are sticking out. And they saw them in half and then they put them back together. I, I, know a, I know there's a trick to it, but I was like, whoa. Then they, this pigeon came in. They had a pigeon, put a little cloth over it, and the pigeon disappeared and ended up in another part of the room. Then I saw the guy actually levitate in midair, nothing around him. And so I was watching all this. I was like, now that is a good magic show when there is stuff you cannot explain We've been talking about your new normal, how our world has transformed because of COVID, because of, uh, you know, being away from people, all the things that have changed in our life over the last two years. But we've been talking about here that our new normal must be kingdom normal. And that kingdom normal must include kingdom, supernatural, unexplainable power. If you don't have something unexplainable in your life, if you're just going to church and you're just like everybody else, you know, you know, there's no new normal to that. It's just you added something on Sunday. 
But if you are walking with God faithfully, humbly, praying consistently, there needs to be evidence of something supernatural in your life. So today we are going to talk about that and we are going to actually step by faith for whoever wants to into this supernatural experience and we're going to pray for healing. We're going to pray for healing. So I want you to be thinking about something in your life that needs to be healed. Physically, emotionally, relationally. I want you to think about somebody you know that needs to be healed. And we're going to ask God to heal, bring about healing. Sometimes it happens completely at one time. Sometimes it happens over a process. But we are going to pray for that. Because if you are walking with God, you are walking in a supernatural relationship. And there needs to be evidence of something supernatural. Now. Let's review from last week or two weeks ago. We talked about your kingdom identity. Matter of fact, 1 Peter, let me read 1 Peter. It says, sanctify the Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense for everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. The reason you have hope is because you have supernatural power. You have a supernatural relationship with the living God. That is your hope. Okay, let's, let's review from last week. Last week we talked about kingdom normal is a life based on your kingdom identity, not a worldly identity. I want to go back to this because this is the foundation of understanding the supernatural power you have. It comes from your supernatural identity. They go together. So we're going to look at your identity. Remember we talked about we are body, soul, and spirit. So remember, body is our physical body. Our souls, our mind, conscious, will, emotions, personality, all the unseenness of who we are. And then our spirit is our spiritual self. So we talked about the physical body interacts with the physical world. Our fingers and our body touches stuff. We feel temperature. Our soul interacts with our spirit and our body. This is key. This is key. This is where we interact with our spirit and our body. And then our spirit interacts with God, okay. God has not given us a spirit of fear but of sonship by which we cry out to God. Our fingers don't cry out to God. We cry out to God through our spirit, okay. Now, our body is, is established by what we see in the mirror. When you look in a mirror, you see your body. You understand your soul by what you feel. But the identity of your spirit is determined by what God says. The Bible says that if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, new has come. That's a fact. So your spirit identity is established by what the Bible says. This is the mirror of your spirit once you get saved. Right here. Now this is, this is key because when you get saved, the salvation impact on your body is nothing. If you, are, if you are six foot tall when you get saved, you're six foot tall after you get saved. If you can't do math before you get saved, you can't do math after you get saved. I'm talking about like the next day. Okay. If you got brown hair before you get saved, you got brown hair after you get saved. There's no impact on your body when you get saved. I'm talking about from one day to the next. Okay. There's no impact on your soul when you get saved. Okay. Other than the, the, than the destiny of your soul. But if you're, if you're depressed after you get saved, the, the salvation is not going to heal that necessarily. We're going to get to that in a minute. Right when you get saved. This, the impact, the complete transformational impact is right here in your spirit. If anyone is in Christ, the old is gone. Not the old legs. Not the old mindset yet. Because we know people who are saved, they still got a crazy mindset. But in their spirit, they are completely transformed. 
This is so critical. Now, I'm going to show you something because this is probably the best illustration I can give you. So this is milk. The milk is white. We're going to put some chocolate in it, okay? Now, watch this. This is your body and your soul. This is you, okay? When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit. Now, watch this. See all this chocolate going in there? I know you can see the chocolate. 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 See, and you look at all that chocolate going in there. There's a whole lot of chocolate too. Okay. And you see it sitting at the bottom. But look at all this milk that is not impacted. This is what happens. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes in here. You don't get part of the Holy Spirit. You don't get a little bit. You get all of the Holy Spirit. All the Holy Spirit's power, all the Holy Spirit's wisdom, the, the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead is what you have. That is the, the, everything that God is, is right there. But look at all of this that's not impacted. So you are a new creature in Christ, but, you, but you're still not, can't do math. You're still discouraged. You still have no vision for your life. You, you're still six foot tall. All of this, and by the way, you still may be sickly, okay, discouraged. Lost, you don't have any purpose or direction, clarity in your life. All that is your soul and your body. But your spirit is completely transformed. Now understand, this represents the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, in you. The Spirit of God, it's in you. Now, so why is not all of this changed? Ha! Huh? Because you haven't submitted to the Spirit of God. Watch this. Healing. This is healing. Kingdom healing, kingdom power establishes kingdom alignment or healing. Healing is simply restoring something to its original purpose. In other words, my arms, they function, they, they move around, they can lift stuff. If I break my arm, my arm cannot function the way it was designed. So I put a cast on it, it heals it and restores it back to function the way it was intended. If I'm getting along with somebody and we have a fight, you know, not a physical fight, or that too, but emotional disagreement and we don't talk, the way we were supposed to interact was broken. And now to heal it means that we're going to become friends again. That's a healing of a relationship. Healing of your perspective. Some of you have a, a, a view of yourself that you got from someone who didn't like you, someone who hurt you, or some spiritual attack, and you have wrong thinking. A stronghold is incorrect thinking. Healing is when your thinking about yourself, about your future, about life is aligned with God's thinking. When your body is aligned with God's functioning, when the way you interact with other people is aligned with the Word of God. And remember, the Word of God determines your identity and it determines how that person, you, should act, should react. So all the Word of God gives you, here's the guidelines for what you need to be aligned to. So kingdom power establishes kingdom alignment. How you know the power of God is in your life is when your life starts to line up with the Word of God. So let's go back to the chart. Check this out. When you get saved, you are forgiven and reconciled. You are not going to be forgiven. You are completely forgiven and you are reconciled to God. He is not mad at you. He ain't mad at you. Okay. You and God are tight in the spirit. Now, your soul, you have Incorrect thinking. God's mad at me. He's not going to bless me. He's not going to answer my prayer. Those are called strongholds or incorrect 
thinking. You need to be delivered from that. It doesn't mean you have a demon, you're demon possessed, but you may have incorrect thinking where someone's trying to tell you God loves you, God wants to bless you, and you just can't accept it because in your mind you've been convinced that's not, not true. But the fact is that this is who you are in your spirit. You have to decide to submit to the reality of the reconciled relationship you have with God. Okay, come over here, watch this, watch this. When you get saved, you, the Spirit's in you. God loves you. He has you. He's, he's going to take you. You're going to heaven. You have, your, 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 your salvation is secure. But all of this is going, ah, I don't know. I don't know. So let's come on, come on. So this is true. You've got to be delivered from wrong thinking. And when you're delivered from wrong thinking, you start to believe what this says, which is, by the way, is this. Once you believe what this says about you, then you start to change your thinking to match this. And once you start to change your thinking by faith to match what your, real, your spiritual reality, you start to live different. You start to eat different. Probably take care of your body. Probably get better sleep. God gives his, his, his sons and daughters sleep. You start to treat other people differently. You start to believe and, and realize and understand the talents that God has given you. And all of a sudden, that has an effect on your physical body. Okay, so watch this. When this reality seeps over to your soul, it deals with anxiety and depression and discouragement and lack of clarity and wrong thinking. It deals with all that. The more you are delivered, the more you are um, submitted to this spiritual reality. And then it seeps into your body, how you act, how, you, how you're treating your body, how you view your body, how you're using your body. So let's go back over here to the milk. And this is what it is. People get saved and then they, they, they pray a prayer and then they go about everything in their life the same. And the power of God is sitting there doing nothing. They don't believe it's there. They don't access it. They don't rely on it. They don't call on it. They don't allow God by faith to put them in a position where they need this power. They live like they're not saved. So what you need to do is you need to stir the spirit up. Watch this. Same amount of chocolate in there. Same amount of spirit in there. Nothing different other than you are now going to stir it up. You can call it being filled with the Holy Spirit, baptizing the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it being anointed, and look what happens. The Spirit of God starts to change your soul, starts to change the way you think, starts to change the way you act, change the way you react, change the way you talk, change the way you take care of your body, and all of a sudden, you're a new person. Listen, there was nothing, nothing was different, nothing was different other than it was stirred up. That was it. I didn't put any more chocolate, chocolate in there. I didn't put any more cho chocolate in there. I, all I did was stir it up. And you talk about stirring, stir the spirit up. And you talk about being anointed, talking about praying for the spirit to fill you and bless you and anoint you. And guess what happens? You change. Nothing changed other than, watch this, come over here. You accessed the power of God in your life. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray for healing. We're going to pray that the Spirit of God that you have would change your soul, your perspective on yourself, your way of thinking, the way you look at yourself, the things that you hope for, the things that you're willing to believe about God, and that it would change your body, that he would heal you. Can God, can God heal everything? He's going to heal. God's will is that all of you will be completely healed. 
It's his ways that we don't understand. He may heal you now. He may heal you in heaven. You're going to be healed. And so in a minute, we're going to just take you through a process of uh, praying for healing. Now, the foundation, now God can heal you whether you believe or not. Okay? He, sometimes he'll just heal people so they will believe. That's God's ways. That's a mystery. But what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we just go through all the steps. First, we're going to make sure that you have been forgiven and that the Spirit of God rests in you. Now, if the Spirit of God that raised Jesus rests in you, why can't he, one, raise you from the dead? And if he can raise you from the dead, why can't he heal you now? I mean, think about it. If you're going to pray, God, please forgive me of my sin and take me to heaven when I die, if you can believe that, why can't you believe he can heal your leg or your knee or your finger? That seems like a lot smaller miracle than going to heaven. And so what we're going to do is first we're going to make sure that you're forgiven, make sure you have a right relationship with God. And then we're going to say, Lord, we want to submit everything over here that's not aligned with your purpose to you. We want to submit it to you. And we just want you to bless us and transform us and heal us. Now, I want you to think of something that is physically wrong, emotionally wrong, relationally wrong. I want you to think of a friend, a family member, that God would heal that relationship. And not that after church when you call them, they're going to just be your lovey-dovey friend. But God's going to give you the power, the freedom, the peace, the forgiveness to reach out to them. To be patient with them. All of a sudden you're not going to be mad at them. As much as you can be like, wait a minute, I can actually make this work. Because God is about the process. But the first thing we need to do is to make sure you are forgiven. Because if you don't have the spirit of God in you, then this is not going to work. You've you got to have the spirit of God in you first for the spirit of God to consume and saturate your life. So right now I'm just going to pray for you. And if you would like to ask Jesus to be your savior and be forgiven, I want you to do that. Then we're going to continue. So let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. And I pray that all the people who need to ask you to be their savior, they would do that today, right now. If you would like to be forgiven, pray in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I believe you love me. I believe you died on the cross for my sin and rose from the dead. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want to be born again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, uh, text the word SAVE to 52525. We want to help this happen in your life. Okay? But now what happens is the Spirit of God is in you. Now the rest of your life you want to stir up the Spirit of God. You want to agitate, stimulate, and submit to him so he can consume every part of your life, how you see yourself, how you see the world, how you react, how you, how, you, how you think, how you spend your time, how you spend your energy. Oh, it's going to transform your life. That, if, that, if this doesn't happen, nothing will change. It will just sit there at the bottom and you'll be unaffected. It will be something you remembered you did one day and you'll say it didn't work. No, it's a partnership. It's a relationship for the rest of your life. Okay? So now we're going to pray for healing. So here's what we're going to do. Pray for healing. Now I want you to, to as, you, as you're thinking, you have the Spirit of God in you. Next slide, we're going to go to healing. Kingdom power 
is required for kingdom life. Kingdom power, the Bible says, kingdom power is required. Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You shall receive power. You have power. Okay. And so Jesus told his disciples, don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Okay. You're going to stir the Spirit up and say, Holy Spirit, empower me so I can be a witness. Not, not just talk about it, but I can demonstrate that I've been with God through supernatural power in my life. Okay. So number one, kingdom power is required. Number two, kingdom power validates kingdom membership. When you are, have kingdom power, it's evidence that you are a member of the kingdom, that that's your new normal. John 10, 37, Jesus said, if I don't do the works of my father, don't believe me. Jesus said this, if I don't do the works of my father, don't believe me. If I don't have any supernatural power, don't believe me. There are a lot of religious people with no power. You don't need to believe them. If you, if you can't, if you don't see fruit in someone's life, not that they're perfect, not that they're perfect, but this is happening. There's evidence that there's something going on in their life that's way beyond them. It's unexplainable. Jesus said, if I don't, if I don't have kingdom works, don't believe me. If I'm just another religious person talking smack. And by the way, there's a whole lot of religious people talking smack in church. You don't need to believe them. Listen, watch for the evidence of God in their life. Again, not that they're perfect, but that God is working something supernatural in their life. There's something different, the presence of God in their life. Okay? Kingdom power. Look what it says, John 10, 10, 37. If I don't do the works of my father, don't believe me. Number three, kingdom power defeats the work of the devil. Kingdom power defeats the work of the devil. First John says, first John says, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil in your life. Uh, the works of the devil is everything related to death. Everything related to something that's opposite of what God intended for our life. Okay? Kingdom power destroys that. So when you get saved and you start stirring up God in your life, the whole purpose of this is to purify your life. It's to bring everything into kingdom alignment. That is the purpose. That's the purpose. And every time you become more like Jesus, something is healed. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it twice more. Every time you become more like Jesus, something in your life is healed. Your perspective is healed. Your language is healed. Your, your attitude is healed. Every time you, you become more like Jesus, something in your life is healed. I'm going to say it again because I think it's very important. Every time something in your life becomes more like Jesus, something is healed. Salvation is a healing event. Salvation is a healing event. Your relationship with God is healed. It was broken. Now it's healed. Reconciliation. Something was broken. Now it's healed. It's a healing event. It's very critical. Very critical for you to understand. Number four, kingdom power is promised to everyone who believes. Kingdom, prom, kingdom power is promised. John 14, 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes the work that I do, he will do. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can do through you what you saw him and read about him doing? Hmm, that's a big question. Now, if you don't believe, probably ain't going to happen. So by faith, you got to take a little baby step, which is what we're getting ready to do. We're just getting ready right now. Pray here in a minute. And we're going to ask God to heal something. Okay? Now, 
You may say, if God doesn't heal this thing right now the way I want, he's not real. Uh-uh. God's already healed you and healed stuff in your life in the past. Number one, God's ways and God's ways are above our ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so God's ways above our ways. God wants to walk with us in a relationship. It's not a one and done thing. Because if God does one thing for you the way you want, does that mean that you're perfect? No. It's a process. It's a relationship. Okay. So we're gonna, I'm going to walk you through a very simple process. And this is not magic. It's not the only way. It's not a formula. It's a guide. It's a guide. Okay. So let's, let's walk through this. Let's walk through this. Prayer for healing. Um, we are going to pray this. First, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you, and then we're going to pray for this. It comes from a story in Mark chapter 9 where a, a little boy was demon-possessed, and his father brings the boy to Jesus and his disciples, and his disciples can't heal the boy. And Jesus gets frustrated because the disciples have been watching him do all these miracles, and they have no power. Jesus heals the boy. But here's what happens. Number one, it says, he said, we have to describe what needs to be healed. Because Jesus said to the father, Tell me, he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said from childhood. The first thing I want you to be thinking about is what do you want to be healed? What is it that you want to be healed? I just want you to just take five seconds and just in a, in a prayer, you don't have to close your eyes, but in a prayer just say, God, I would like you to heal blank. It's a relationship. It's an emotional trauma, physical trauma, your career, your, your perspective. Just take a second. What is it that you want God to heal? Next thing, do you believe that God can heal? Do you believe? Now, even if you don't believe, you want to tell him that. You want to confess God your unbelief. Look what it says in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. This is awesome. Probably one of the most powerful statements in the Bible. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And look what the Father says in the next verse. It says, immediately the Father cried out, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And so in a minute we're going to pray, and I'm going to guide you through a prayer. And you're going to say, Lord, I want this to be, I want this to be healed. Lord, I believe you, but there's a little part of me that doubts you. If that's, if that's relevant. And if there's anything you need to confess, Lord, I confess my unbelief. I confess my doubt. I confess my skepticism. And then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to pray for you that God would heal you. And then I want you to see if it was healed, if it's something on your body. But I want you to pay attention and see if God does what he did in your physical body, in your soul, in your mind, in your relationship. And then keep praying. Keep pursuing God. Okay? So I want you all to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to listen very carefully. I want you to listen very carefully. Close your eyes and bow your head. I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to lead you to pray something to God. And then I'm going to pray for your healing. Lord, I know that you are supernaturally powerful, and I know that you heal. And I know that there are many people right now who have physical ailments, relational ailments, emotional ailments, things that are not aligned with the kingdom. But I pray 
that they would release those things to you and believe that you would heal them. So as I'm praying right now, I want you to identify what it is you want God to heal. I want you to tell God, repeat this after me, dear God, I believe you can heal. Please forgive any doubt that I have. Please remove any lack of faith. In Jesus' name, I surrender my ailment, my illness to you. And I pray and ask that you bring kingdom alignment to what is broken in my life. Heal my body. Heal my relationships. Heal my perspective. Heal my attitude. I receive the healing. I will walk in that healing. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.